the 49ers have won two in a row for the first time since weeks one and two and the Niners are finally back at 500 with a record of five and five sitting just outside of the NFC playoff picture with a big game against the Vikings looming in week 12. Welcome back to the 49 Away podcast. Jay Sohoda, Zach Chevy, and on this episode, we will be joined by John from Now on the Clock podcast, who will be on this episode discussing the Niners season thus far and the big game against the Vikings coming up this weekend. And can the 49ers make a playoff push? They're making a pretty good case for it. We will discuss all of that and much more on this episode. So make sure to keep it locked, stay tuned, and don't forget to give the 49er way a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. What's going on, Faithful, and welcome back to the 49 Away podcast. We got a good one coming your way as we have a special guest joining us today who will be joining very shortly to talk Niners football. And the big game coming up this weekend against the Minnesota Vikings, Jay Sahota, Zach Chevy, and we will welcome in our guest, John, from Now on the Clock podcast in a second. Chevy, what's going on, my guy? Big win against Jacksonville. We got a big one coming up. Yeah, big win against Jacksonville. As we said, it's a trap game, and you never want to lose that trap game. We came out, and and we showed them what we're made of. And you know what? We're on a bit of a winning streak. We're doing really well on the road, 4-1. and Uh, I I can't wait to talk about what this Niners team's able to do. Absolutely. A lot to look forward to here and exciting times. And we'll now welcome in our guest on this episode today. John, I'd like to thank you for joining and taking the time out. I know you're a pretty busy man these days. Um, let us know, you know, what's going on with the Niners, what your thoughts on the season so far, and also, shout, you know, give a little shout out on your podcast and what it's all about. Uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Excited to be here. Um, can you hear, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you're yep. good, man. Awesome. Uh, so, I do a show called Now on the Clock Podcast. Um, it's me with another guy, my co-host. His name's Paulie Mack. He's a, a 10-time fantasy champion. So we, oh, damn. Yeah, we brought the fantasy aspect into it. We wanted to create a show that had, like, you know, bring some fantasy aspect. We talk a little betting. Um, you know, he's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm a Niners fan. So we always talk Steelers, Niners. I mean, unless it's the offseason and free agency of the draft, you know, it's not happening. Uh, it's mostly Niners, uh, Steelers, and then, you know, everything else, NFL, football, baseball. We just got tired of watching uh, NFL Network and ESPN and listening to uh, so-called experts talk about games. You can clearly tell they only watched a highlight package of. Absolutely. That's great, man. Definitely y'all should go give them a follow and give them a listen as well. Great stuff. I've given – a few episodes, a little bit of a listen. It's great stuff, man. Keep up the good work. But let's let's dive right into the Niners stuff here. Um, Sean, Chevy and I have been talking about the Niners season, obviously, every week from now. So let's get your take on the first nine, ten games of the season so far. What are your thoughts on the Niners so far being five and five where they are as it's been a pretty up and down roller coaster ride thus far? Well, I'm a hell of a lot more excited than I was two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> So, and I'll tell you what, you know, I'm a huge Kyle Shanahan fan, but for the first time this year, I was questioning, you know, there were a couple of games, the Colts game, the Seattle Seahawks game. I did not like the way we looked coming out of the half. I didn't like the body language of the team. They looked disjointed. They, it just, something was missing. Something was broken. And then the Rams game happened 
and then obviously this last week against the Jags, and they just went back to committing to the run. And if you look at what's going on, but with the exception of Debo Samuel, Wilson, Sermon, they're not even running for four yards a carry. Wilson, I think in his first two games back, hasn't even ran for three yards a carry. So Jimmy Garoppolo has come through on third down, which is good because they were 30th in third down conversion just a few weeks ago, and they bumped it up to 22nd now. Jimmy's played good football, I thought, with the entire season with the exception of the Colts game. So I'm excited where this team is right now, and they're keeping the defense off the field. Um, but big challenge this week against Minnesota. But I'm excited where they're at right now. You want to be playing good football in November, not necessarily September. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it's all about momentum and getting hot at the right time. And certainly if the Niners can get a win on Sunday, that would be really great to have, to win three straight games heading into December because that's when, obviously, meaningful football starts coming into play. But I, I like the points you made about Kyle Shanahan. I definitely want to get your um, – you know, your, your points on him this season, obviously he's been through a lot of adversity and Chevy and I have said it multiple times, you said the Seattle game and the indie game, two games. I completely agree with play calling was very off there. Jeff Wilson. I'll cut a little slack for him just because he's coming off a, a serious injury. It's two games. It's going to take some time to get back into things. Sermon. I know Chevy and I have been trying to crack the case of Trey Sermon all year <laughs> long and just can't seem to, to get it. I don't know what's up with him. He had the nice catch for 28, 30 yards, whatever that was on Sunday, but not, not really what we kind of hoped from him, but let's kind of go dive into Sunday's game against Minnesota. And then we'll, we'll get back into Shanahan. And I want to get your, your thoughts on Garoppolo as well. Obviously, like you mentioned, he's been fantastic for us the last few games, but this weekend against the Vikings, the Vikings are also coming in hot. The Niners, you know, destroyed a Rams team that we all thought was we were the ones going to get crushed. Niners took it right to them, beat a Jacksonville team that was pretty beat up. And obviously we expected them to win that game. Now this is a big game with a lot of playoff implications. How do you see this game playing out? And what do you think the Niners need to do to come out with a big win here? Well, I think they need to do exactly what they've done the last two weeks, and that's commit to the run game. And you saw the last two weeks they didn't need to break off big chunks. They, it was sh- short, third and manageables, and Jimmy's come through on those. So he's been very efficient. They do the same thing against Minnesota. Uh, they'll be good to go. Now, Minnesota's 27th against the rush. So I think the Niners can take advantage of that. And they're going to have to because you want to keep that Minnesota offense off the field. A lot of playmakers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Chevy, go ahead. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, that's something I said throughout the year, especially when uh, the Niners were losing games. As you said, it's been the non-commitment to the run, which is just so puzzling because that's been what Shanahan's been known for. West Coast run game. And, and he just hasn't been the same this year, although you started seeing it the last couple of weeks, him going back to the run and then trusting Jimmy on third down. Jimmy finally... You know, at the start of the season, at the start of almost every season, Jimmy's had a bit of a shaky start, you know, trying to get back into the swing of things. But when Jimmy's in the swing of things, he's a winner. And and that's what he does. He converts on third downs. He gets the passes when he needs to. He looked great against the Jaguars. He looked great against the Rams. And yeah, as you said, as long as they can continue establishing that run game, even if they use Debo, Debo's a weapon. He's not a wide receiver. Great. And, you know, I think they just need to continue utilizing him in the backfield. And uh, hopefully that will be enough to take on the also very talented offensively Minnesota Vikings. 
Yeah, it's almost kind of like when the Niners played him in the in the playoffs two years ago. The Niners beat him with the same formula, right? They killed him with defense, shut down Dalvin Cook the whole game, and they ran the ball down their throats. I think it was Tevin Coleman that ran for 100 that day. And the Niners were victorious. Garoppolo only threw the ball for like 15 times that game. It'll be a little bit similar to that. But the thing that Shanahan kind of pointed out too, which I thought was a great point after the game in Jacksonville, was the fact that Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle haven't been on the field at the same time healthy and really, these last two weeks are kind of the first time that all three, knock on wood, it stays that way, that all three of these guys are healthy. And you're seeing it pay off, mind you, with a starting quarterback. We're also not really used to having that. We got a healthy quarterback at our disposal. We have our weapons in front of us. And I think the offense is, start- is starting to show forth. And Garoppolo, it's helping his efficiency a lot better, having his weapons there. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I think having those weapons, you know, Brandon Ayuk is someone who we've talked about a lot on this show, uh, not always for the best of reasons. He started off, you know, just wasn't there, wasn't really involved in the offense. And we really saw him shine this week, especially against the Jaguars, uh, getting seven catches for 85 yards and a touchdown. You know, Debo actually wasn't really used as a wide receiver this week. He only caught one pass, which which is kind of shocking. But he still had a great game because they utilized him in the backfield. I like that it's opening up for other weapons like Ayuk and Kittle to get more involved in the offense. And, you know, I think as the, the offense as a whole just looks great. And our, and our defense, you know, they came to play. The, the Jaguars, they're a young team and an inexperienced team, which at home. But our defense was able to hold up this week. And, you know, Nick Bosa looked great as usual with two sacks. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're, our team's on the up. You know who else has looked uh, has looked good the last couple of weeks is Arden Key. Oh, yes. And I think it's key. Now, I don't know what's going on with D Ford. He's expected to practice tomorrow. So we'll see. He, he could be activated by Sunday. Who knows if he's going to be. But if Arden Key, who – was thought of after his sophomore season at LSU to be a potential first round pick, I believe 10 or 12 sacks he had that year, gets hurt the next year. He's limited. I think he only had four sacks in eight games. He was drafted, fell all the way to the third round where the Raiders took him. If he, if he's now finally in a defense where he's scratching the surface on that uh, first former first round potential, I think that could be key because Bosa, the Niners defense is very good with Nick Bosa. They could be great. You saw it in 2019 when you have two pass rushers. So if he can yep. complement Bosa at all, that's really going to help out the defense, especially the secondary, which, you know, a lot of people, you know, hate on the secondary. But if you look at the numbers, uh, they're third in the NFL in passing <laughs> yards allowed. So and we're actually 20th against the run. So the run games, the run defense has been a little more leaky. So anyway, the, the pass rush complement to Bosa, I think, is key, too. The Niners love to do is they love to cycle their defensive line, keep them healthy, keep them fresh. And when you get deep forward and you add him back in there, you're right. Arden Key's doing well. He's another piece that's going to get in there and get that timeshare. And it's just really going to help keep the bodies fresh and and the, they're going to attack and pounce. And that also helps our secondary. Because as you said, at times our secondaries looked great. Uh, Josh Norman at times has looked great. Emmanuel Mosley at times has looked great. But but there's also been times where they've just looked atrocious and you need to get to the quarterback fast so they don't have the time to look. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, Arden Keys looked good and, and getting that guy across from Bosa really just ignites him. 
That's a great call on Arden Key. That's a guy who I've been pretty high on since we signed him. And yeah, he's come on the last two weeks, which we've needed him to. And D Ford, can we really ever rely on this guy to stay healthy? I don't think we can. If we do get him back, that's a huge plus. But if we don't, Arden Key needs to keep this up because what he's doing right now is huge. And absolutely, when you got a guy you know, balling out the way he is across from Bosa, it just opens up the game so much because Bosa's having a hell of a year on his end. That would help help things out a ton. And absolutely, for the secondary, like you just mentioned, in 2019, that was a huge reason as to why we had so many turnovers because our pass rush was so lethal. Quarterback had no time to throw the ball, and the secondary just ate up all the bad throws that were out there. So absolutely. And, and again, like Chevy, you just mentioned, our secondary can be really good at times and really, really bad at times as well. Bard and Key, that's a great call as well. Um, I want to go back to Kyle Shanahan because, John, I do want to get your thoughts on, you know, you mentioned it before, you're a big Shanahan guy. Chevy and I are also big Shanahan guys. But at time this at times this year, I think the main thing we were kind of questioning was his leadership at some point, especially after the Cardinals game. But now things are kind of going back. It's amazing how our our thoughts kind of shift from week to week. It was so catastrophic at one point, And now we're like, okay, we're good again. How do you think Kyle Shannon has handled this season so far with the quarterback situation, being 5-5? Five and five? You know, what's kind of your take on how Shannon has done this season? <laughs> well, I mean, as far as play calling goes, I don't sit and break down the all-22. So I'm not going to try to give a, give a, give a, uh, a comment on that. I, I'm going to defer to Kyle on that. I will say what I see and what I saw is along the lines of what you guys saw. I talked about body language with this team. And you can talk about penalties, a lack of turnovers, and turning the ball over, not doing well on third down. That's all coaching. Bad teams don't do well in those areas because of bad coaching. And and that's the issue I had with Kyle. You talked about the leadership, and and, and that's, that's hitting it right on the head, I believe. I believe Kyle's one of the best coaches in the NFL, but this was a different kind of season for him. And it's good to see – because I don't think he's had the talent in the past that he's had this year and not done well, right? 2019, everybody was healthy or for the most part healthy. Um, and he did really well. The other years, not so well. This year, you know, we've got our quarterback. We've got our pass rusher. We've got receivers. So I know there's been some injuries, but there's no reason why this team shouldn't have been winning. So I put that on Kyle, but he seems to weather the storm. So I say A+. plus. As far as the quarterback situation goes, uh, I think he's handled it perfectly. It, you can't tell me you've watched Trey Lance out there and think that <laughs> that guy that guy's fucking or sorry, freaking ready. He is not ready. So Jimmy should be starting. I mean, it's not fair to this team. They've got way too much talent not to be trying to win games, and you're not going to win games with Trey Lance right now. Chevy, your thoughts on on Shani? Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, I, I think uh, for the quarterback battle, you know, Jimmy, as we said, is the Niners guy. We've said said that throughout the year there were some debates because at the beginning of the year you know Jimmy has a bit of a struggle like he usually does and, and it causes the debates but you saw Trey Lance against the Cardinals he he's just too inexperienced he needs the reps he needs the time to sit down and watch the game and watch Jimmy go through it and I think Shanahan's done a perfect job you know he's getting to experience a team go through the battles and right now we're competing for a playoff position him being in that winning playoff atmosphere as a rookie, even though he's not out there playing games, it, it, it really helps their development. You know, you see that 
the latest example, the one that everyone goes back to, the Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith example. Obviously, there are situations that Trey Lance to be Patrick Mahomes, although I would love that. But I, I think the situation benefits Trey Lance. And next year is most likely going to be Trey Lance's first year as the starting quarterback for the Niners. So he should take the season to learn everything that Jimmy's doing, to learn the offense, and, and to gain reps in practice and, and gain experience. And can I, yeah. just, can I just say, excuse me, one more no, thing No, go for it. Jimmy G. Uh, the only thing, personally, I've ever questioned about Jimmy G, and this might be fair or not fair, is his toughness. Because it just has seemed like he's had some injuries that I see other quarterbacks like a Tom Brady, like a Brett Favre. I don't know that they play through or play decently through. And I just, I, I just have questioned his toughness. So not just say that. As far as Jimmy being on the field, I think he's a pretty good quarterback. That's yeah, that's fair. I mean, for me, when it comes to Jimmy, I, I think, I think he is pretty tough out there at least on sometimes sometimes I think he could be a little too risky Jimmy did something I never thought I would ever see him do on Sunday is he actually slid when running for eight yards for God's <laughs> sakes like he never freaking does that and it pisses me off the literally the moment I've never been more happy to see a quarterback slide in my life and and I'm sure Shanahan probably gave him shit for that but it, you know what this is exactly where I wanted to transition to into the whole Trey Lance Jimmy G thing um I'll give my last thing on Shanahan I'm not going to question him either. Shanahan, no doubt in my mind, is one of, if not the best play callers in all of football. He knows what he does. Once in a while, there'll be a play call out there where I'll be like, mm, I don't know about that, but like more times than not, Shanny does Shanny. I would never question the play calling. But leadership, absolutely. After that Arizona game, I was like, what the hell is going on? But I think now, like we mentioned earlier, he's gotten back to what Shanahan does best. Pound the rock, time of possession, all those kinds of things, right? And and Jimmy G's doing his thing with, you know, managing the game. And I feel like the Niners have kind of caught their identity back and we'll see if they can keep it up on Sunday against the Vikings. Now going to Garoppolo and Lance, I think you guys both kind of hit it already when talking about it. I've, I've been the same all along. I've been pro Jimmy in the sense that I, I think Trey, I think Trey has an incredible future in front of him. I think he's an incredible athlete for what he is, but no, he, he definitely is not ready to start. I can't stand the people that think that, Oh, Trey should start and oh, Jimmy's blah, blah, blah. I can't stand that. So, John, I think we already just became good friends by the fact that <laughs> your stance on the fact that you also know and realize that Trey Lance isn't ready because there are far too many Niner fans out there that are just so quick to shoot that. And I think that Jimmy, the reality of the situation is, yes, we do play better when Jimmy's healthy. The way that I put the whole situation is we drafted Trey Lance to be our starter in a few years time, obviously next year, hoping that that if everything goes to plan, but we also drafted him to be our backup quarterback this year, because as much as yes, we didn't have a starting quarterback at our disposal. We didn't have a backup quarterback to play in place of Garoppolo. Nick Mullins was good for like four weeks. And then after that, he was just, (laughs) he, there was far too long. He was out there, right? Oh, what are you talking about? Nick Mullins is going to be the next great quarterback. (laughs) We were t- honestly after 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 that Raiders game, we were we were already ready to build a statue in front of Levi Stadium. But but anyways, I mean, aside the point. I mean, if that was the case, we would have made the playoffs last year. But that's more of the situation. That's why. Otherwise, if if the whole thing was that we needed a starting quarterback, Jimmy wouldn't be here right now, right? But they knew Trey Lance didn't play last year. They gave him that time. Jimmy's our starter right now. So 
I mean, I got to ask it. I personally already hate the fact that people are talking about this. It drives me nuts, but I guess I got to bring it up anyways. There's now talk about people talking about, oh, is Jimmy going to be back next year and in 2022? I kind of, I feel like I already know everyone's answers, but I want to get you guys take on the media rumors out there about that situation. Yeah, I I can go first. Uh, No, I don't think Jimmy's coming back here. I think this is Trey Lance's team. They gave him a year to do this. I know, I'm pretty sure Jimmy has an option, or we have an option to keep Jimmy next year. We can get him free agency. And I I just don't see a way that they're going to keep Jimmy around with Trey Lance there. I think it would anger the fans, uh, especially because you spend all this draft capital to draft this new franchise quarterback in Trey Lance. You want him to sit a year. I totally understand and agree with that process, and I think it helps. But if you bring Jimmy back, then it really questions why you gave up so much capital in this guy, Trey Lance, if you don't trust him to start in that second year. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I just would like to say that I never wanted Trey Lance. I never wanted Mac Jones. If the Niners, were gonna, if the Niners were going to trade trade that much draft capital to move up, I thought they should have moved up to number one and gotten Lawrence somehow. Otherwise, I didn't see a quarterback. And even as well as Jones is doing, I'm not going to go back and say it said something different. I didn't want either one of them. Um, I thought that it should have stayed where they're at. I'm a Jimmy guy. I think Jimmy's fine. I think Jimmy gets a lot of shit for missing one freaking pass in the Super Bowl. Thank you. Um, I, I, I just, again, I, you know, missed a lot of games last year with a high ankle sprain, the calf injury early this year, real disappointing. Um, but I'm a Jimmy guy, and if Jimmy gets us to the playoffs and we get into a deep playoff run, he better be back next year because I'm going to tell you right now that I don't think Trey Lance is going to be ready next year. He did not – he. He looked like a deer in the headlights against Arizona. Yeah, I mean that's that's that is totally fair. I I was a little against the whole game plan of running him that many times, but again, mm-hmm. Shanahan kind of tailored his game plan towards Trey Lance's strengths and can you blame him? No, absolutely not. You're in a really awkward situation and I know nobody wanted Trey Lance to have his debut on week 5 against Arizona who's been one of the best, one of if not the best team in all of football all year. They were undefeated at that time, yet our defense kept us in that game. I thought Trey wasn't wasn't bad, but it was just it was too much, if you know what I'm saying. And it was too much for that moment. I think the whole next year thing, it kind of just depends, really. I think if if the Niners feel that Trey Lance is ready and his development has come a long way and he's digesting the playbook well, then sure, make the switch. But I'm totally with you, John, in the situation that the Niners keep this up right now and really just proving everyone's point that when Garoppolo's in the lineup, yes, the Niners are a playoff team considering a few weeks ago we were sitting at 2-4, and 3-5 and five and talking about the, the sky was basically falling for all us Niner fans. If we're able to weather that storm and get to the postseason with Jimmy and with the way Jimmy's playing right now, I don't see why he shouldn't be our quarterback next year if all those things kind of come into play, right? It really kind of depends on Trey Lance. I think, let's be real, I think we all know what Jimmy gives us. Like, it's not a surprise. When he's healthy, that's why Garoppolo's a quarterback right now. And that's why I said a few minutes ago that we drafted up to get Trey Lance because he's really young, but to be our backup quarterback right now in case anything happens to Jimmy. 
So that's my whole thing there. And I, I, I totally with you, John. I think Jimmy has been great for us. He gets way too much slack. I think it's, it's almost criminal, to be fair, because the Niners have not been able to win as much as they have. And because he's been injured so much, the record, you, you go to the record books, you're saying, oh, 6 and 10, 6 and 10, 4 and 12, and whatever. But if Garoppolo didn't get hurt, I, I highly doubt our records would have been that. Like, we would have had an above 500 record last year and 2018. And you're looking at a whole different thing. If Garoppolo never got hurt, I don't think Trey Lance is the quarterback, right? As the quarterback of the 49ers right now. That's the whole thing there. And, and I think that Jimmy definitely deserves a lot more respect. And it's, it's, it's kind of annoying. It's really annoying, actually, for me. And the whole Super Bowl thing, I'm over it. I'm very, very happy that you said that. I've been waiting for someone to say the fact that Jimmy gets too much for that one overthrow because it's like, like relax. Like y'all said, Chris Jones in his face. I mean, so you show me, you show me a quarterback that's going to deliver the mail with Chris Jones in his face. I don't care if you're Tom Brady. Jimmy took a lot of hits that game. He wasn't protected by the rest in that game. And I'm not being a homer here. That's just what it was. That's why it's funny to hear the Chiefs fans cry about last year against Tampa Bay because they didn't get any calls. Well, welcome to the club. And I just, I don't understand. It, it doesn't make sense to me. This is a talented roster. You take Jimmy G off this football team and you replace him with Trey Lance. And I know Shanahan can scheme up Lance and they'd probably be productive on offense at some point. But I, I just think Jimmy G's tailor-made for this team. And I think they're a worse football team if you replace Jimmy Garoppolo with Trey Lance this year and maybe even next year. I just, I, I just think it's asinine to do that now we'll see what happens jimmy could get hurt i don't know maybe trey lance takes some big huge step next year i just i don't know yeah that, that's another thing with jimmy is the injury history and the injury consistency it, you know it, it's just i 2019 is the only year he's been healthy the full year and, and it is concerning especially when this is supposed to be the guy leading you to the playoffs we can't have another jimmy g injury cost another season Especially now with uh, the draft capital we have gone, yeah. uh, if Trey, I, I think next year is the make or break show of Trey Lance. N not necessarily the whole show, but I think you have to give him the keys to the team next year. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you have the money to bring back Jimmy G. You have to sign some of these other guys in free agency, and you have to build on the team you have in free agency giving it to Trey Lance and you know you look at our weapons yeah Jimmy G fits our offense really well he, he he does exactly what you need especially on third downs you you go through the run game but it just adds such another level to that offense especially in the run game because you don't know if Lance is going to keep the ball and run it or if he's going to hand it off and it just takes one more player out of the equation when you get to the run game Nah, yeah, absolutely. No doubt. And I'm going to go back to the Super Bowl just for one quick moment. And the saying that I always say is our defense gave up 21 points, but for some reason, Jimmy G gets the blame. Like Jimmy G, <laughs> Jimmy G doesn't play defense. Like that's, that's kind of my thing for that. But, but moving past that, um, it's funny that, that you both brought up the injuries because I think that that's the only way Trey Lance gets the starting gig. If Jimmy gets hurt this year and even next year, obviously, if everything goes to plan, like we talked about and the Niners, keep winning games like we usually do with Jimmy at the helm. I feel like that's the only way Trey Lance actually gets the starting gig is if something happens to Garoppolo. And I find it, I, there always is the what if is what if Trey Lance never got hurt right after week five? 
right? And then w- w- what does Shanahan do? Does he go back to Garoppolo or does he stick he, with Lance? I think he would have went back. Yeah, me too. You guys think he still he still would have went back, eh? He yeah, because he's trying to win. Yeah, yeah. Th- that that is totally fair. I do think that, but I I don't know. There's always that that what if for me is like I I wonder what he would do. But if he did go back to Jimmy, I'd be happy with that because I I definitely don't think we would be five and five and where we are if Jimmy's not in the lineup right now. He's been fantastic. Like even against Arizona, Jimmy was probably one of the few bright spots in that game. And there were a lot of negatives, but. Jimmy, I thought, looked fine in that game. And he, he's been great for us. And we'll see if he can keep it up and outdo a red-hot Kirk Cousins right now. So let's kind of move away from the Jimmy G. Trey Lance talk and let's kind of look at the road ahead. And Chevy and I have brought it up a few times over the past few weeks. And the Niners schedule, we obviously know, is, is pretty favorable for the most part. The Niners' primetime game next week against Seattle got flexed out. And now will be a 4 p.m. Eastern time, 1 p.m. Pacific. And the Chiefs-Broncos got flexed in the Sunday night. But... John, when you look at the Niners' schedule ahead, what do you kind of see in here? If the Niners keep this up, do you think they can, you know, get their way in into the playoffs, or can they run the table? Do you see any trap games? What do you kind of look at when you're looking at the, the next six, seven games ahead? Oh, regardless of whether they have them or not, I don't like the Thursday night game against Tennessee, uh, whether they have Derrick Henry or not. Yeah, I, I, I don't like that game. I, I don't. I, I think Thursday games. I, I freaking hate them. They're just – I don't understand the NFL and, and how you can talk about player safety and have Thursday night games. Um, but And they worry me for our team because we're always so freaking injured. Um, so so yeah. I, don't, I don't like that Thursday game. Obviously, you know, I don't know if the Rams will have anything to play for uh, come week 17 if their playoff spot will already be locked. Um, that's when – I mean, they've lost, what, five straight, four straight to us now. Yeah, uh, five. They're going to be ready to go, I would assume, um, at the end of the year. Uh, Seattle's always tough for us. I don't think we're running the table, but I definitely think if we play well enough, we'll, we'll get into the playoffs. How many wins? I, I could see us maybe losing one more game, two more games, if, if we continue to trend in the right direction. Chevy, your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think – we're on we're we're trending in the right direction right now especially with the winning streak uh, as i said the last couple of weeks the vikings seahawks bengals that three game stretch is very very risky and, and you kind of have to have that playoff mentality right here right now because those are three weeks that it, you you kind of have to win be, because the the Vikings they're they're a red hot team they just beat the Packers they have all this momentum and they're a, potentially a playoff team so so that's that you can't really look ahead right now you got to focus one week at a time so the Vikings are my biggest concern right now but but then you got the Seahawks then you got the Bengals then you got the Titans later and yeah we don't know if the Rams will be competitive week seven because I'm sure we're going to need everyone possible to make the playoffs. But, you know, Seahawks, Russell Wilson's finally back. He hasn't looked the same the last couple of weeks, but he's finally back. So that matchup never seems right, you know, going into it. It got out flexed out of the Sunday night game. So that's a, it's another thing, you know, that both teams are pissed about that. They like being in the prime time. But, uh, yeah. Even, yeah. If you look, even the Falcons, we struggle with the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even that's a game that we, you know, you got to watch out for. I mean, the Texans just beat Tennessee, right? So, yeah. 
<laughs> and we're playing. Yeah, I mean, so it they're, they're all all tough games in the sense. You're right, though. I forgot about that Bengals game. That's gonna be a that's gonna be an interesting matchup. Yeah, when you look at the schedule, it's I think when the Niners are playing the way they are right now, I think we can beat any of these teams. I think that's pretty cut and clear there. But with the way that this season has gone, not just for the Niners, but really just the entire NFL season has been super strange because everyone's kind of beating up on everybody. And like you just mentioned, the Titans, you know, the Titans Thursday night game against the Niners in week 16. I agree. I think when when Derrick Henry was healthy, I was like, damn, that's going to be a heck of a matchup. But now, obviously, without Derrick Henry, I still do think it's a tough matchup. The Titans play hard. And even despite that Texans debacle uh, last week, the Titans are still a tough team to play. It's in prime time on a short week. I definitely can get behind that. The Rams, I know, yeah, week 18. I, I don't know about the Rams, man. Like, they, they depends. Maybe they might have something to play for or not. I know either way, McVay just wants to win. And he just wants to beat Shanahan. So I know they'll be ready to go there. Seattle, I, I would just, I know they're struggling. It's a game the Niners should have, but just because of the Niners' past and the history and it's not winning a lot of games up there, I'm kind of iffy about that. It's funny. There's a lot of iffy games, but there's a lot of games that I think we can handle and we can win because, I mean, look at our stretch in 2019. We put, what was it, Packers, Ravens, Saints, Rams, Seahawks. Like, that was a gauntlet. This stretch is nowhere near as hard as that one, but there are good football teams, right? The Bengals are our good football team. The Falcons, we should beat, but yes, there's definitely a little bit of a, bit of a struggle there when we play them. It can always be kind of weird. Titans are a good team. Rams are a good team. The Vikings this week are a good team. The, we do play a lot of good teams there, so it's a not a really easy slate, but I wouldn't say it's the toughest slate. If the Niners can play the way that they have right now, I think they'll be able to go maybe, let's say, like 5-2 and two in here. I do think that, but this week is a big one. The Niners haven't won three straight all year. This is a big one. I think if you beat Minnesota, and this is a Minnesota team that's played very, very well. I know they're 5-5, five and five, but a lot of their lo- almost all of their losses have come down to the wire. This is a Vikings team that's playing good football right now. If then we can knock off the Vikings, I think I'll start to believe a little bit more in this team. But this season's been so up and down for me. I think th- this game is definitely an X factor. Shanahan can coach circles around Mike Zimmer. <laughs> Absolutely. Mike Zimmer is the reason why the Vikings are five and five. This is a this is an eight and two, um, seven and three football team. Um, I, I granted they've lost Daniel Hunter, and I don't know what's going on with Everson Griffin if he's still locked inside his house or if he got out or not. But um, I, I don't know what's up with him. After that, you're looking at Sheldon Richardson as far as pass rushers on the Vikings, and he's seen better days. So. You know, this is going to be a tough game, but if the Niners can just keep that Viking offense off the field, uh, I like our chances. 100%. Yeah, and and isn't Everson Griffith on the Vikings? And I, I don't think he's playing this week uh, after unlikely the news today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unlikely. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, there is a good chance that we could come out here and, and we can storm the defense. You know, as you said, we, we got to establish the run game again. And as you said – earlier our run defense is something that we've struggled with this year and honestly almost every year in the past like our run defense has not been great in the past and and Dalvin Cook is one of the premier running backs in the league I love Dalvin Cook had him on fantasy teams that won me two pools two years in a row so uh, I can't give nothing but respect to him 
And uh, I, I'm afraid that he's going to run down our throats. And then once we start focusing on him, they're going to give up the big play to Justin Jefferson. So uh, defense scares me a bit because of how hot this Minnesota Vikings offense is. And this is the offensive line, and they finally got the upgrade in offensive line. So I, I'm pretty scared about this Vikings team this week. We just got to keep them off the field. And that's been the strategy for the last two weeks. Keep them off the field. Like you just mentioned, Dalvin Cook's a beast. Justin Jefferson's balling out every week. Just keep them off the field as much as possible. And then the good news, like we talked about earlier, D4 is expected to be back. Drake Greenlaw, who we haven't seen since week one, and he looked good in that week one game too. And mind Mm -hmm. you, Aziz has been balling out in Greenlaw's place. To get all three of those guys on the field at the same time, that's a big plus. So that's something to look out for is our defense is getting healthier as well. We'll see what the Niners can do. It's a big game here. Um, last thing here, John, before we wrap up, I, I mean, I've got to ask you, I mean, about the postseason and matchups here. If the Niners get there, hoping they will. Is there a kind of matchup you're looking for where you're like, that's a team that I think the Niners, I would want to see the Niners face in the first round? Or is there a nightmare matchup where you're like, we're doomed if we play that team? Uh yeah, honestly, I would be afraid to play to play either Tampa or Dallas. Um, <laughs> Definitely, especially uh, with the right side, just because the right side of our offensive line is so unsettled. Hopefully, Jalen Moore and Banks, the kid from Notre Dame, can settle in there, and it can be a strength later on rather than a weakness. But those two teams have good pass rushes, and that concerns me. And they obviously have elite quarterbacks so those are really the only two teams in the nfc that i'm worried about everybody else i think it's a plus matchup for the niners i I was gonna say it would be exciting to see tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers against the niners the tom brady jimmy g game you know i think that would light a fire yeah oh it would be so (laughs) great for publicity i would love to see that but as a niners fan i also wouldn't love to see that because i don't (laughs) trust our team against the tampa bay buccaneers yeah. No, no doubt. I mean, I've been wanting a Jimmy versus Brady matchup for like the last four years. And the only thing about the Buccaneers, they're the only team that truly scares me in the NFC, to be honest. I think the Niners can play with anybody when they're playing their best football. I think they can play with anybody and in, in the NFC. I think we play the Packers or Cardinals. I would not lose sleep over those matchups at all. I think the Niners want to play the Cardinals a third time, especially after getting their asses kicked in week nine. And then the Packers, you know, the Niners were oh so close, 35 seconds away from beating them. So I'm not scared of them. Dallas, I was thinking the same thing too. I'm like, Dallas offense is so good when everyone's there. That could be trouble. But then I was thinking like the way that Denver beat Dallas is exactly the formula that the Niners would take to win. The Niners just run the ball and keep Dak Prescott and that offense off the field. That's fine by me, right? That should be a win right there. So I'm not totally worried about Dallas definitely scares me because they can put up a lot of points. But again, the formula's there. Tampa scares the living daylights out of me for this reason, and both of you just pointed that out. Tom Brady. I want absolutely nothing to do with Tom Brady in January. However, if you want to make the Super Bowl, it's probably the inevitable that you got to face Tommy. He's the greatest of all time. He is the defending champion. But here's my thing. Chevy, you pointed it out. Him and Jimmy G and that whole thing. Obviously, we'd love it. The media would go berserk over that whole matchup. But here's but here's why I would hate it. You guys are both aware of the whole Tom Brady rumor of how he wanted to come to San Francisco, correct? In free agency. Of course. Yeah, that's what scares the hell out of me. 
Brady does not take that lightly. <laughs> Brady will use anything to want to get revenge on a team. And if he wanted to come for the Niners and they denied him for the guy that the Patriots wanted to replace him, Tom Brady would be sick to his stomach if he lost to Jimmy Garoppolo in a playoff game. And I am scared shitless of that because Brady <laughs> Brady doesn't do that in January. Brady doesn't, he, he does not play games in January. So that's that's why for me, the Bucks scare me. Mind you, all the other amazing stuff about them, the pass rush and the receivers and all that stuff. But we'll cross that bridge when, it, when we get there, if that so happens. But I had to bring it up just to get your all thoughts on that. But that'll do it from this episode. John, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to join us. It was a great conversation. Great getting your takes and all that. Um, and we'll definitely have you on again sometime. I appreciate it. It was great being here. Thank you. And make sure you check out uh, Down on the Clock podcast and we stream on most platforms. So. No doubt. No doubt. Thanks a lot, my brother. Appreciate no, it. No problem. Appreciate it, guys. All right, Chevy, let's wrap this thing up. Final thoughts, my guy, heading into Minnesota. Yes, sir. Final thoughts. You know, I think we're riding on that two-game win momentum, and it's time to get that win against the Vikings. And, uh, you know, it's going to be real hard, especially on our defense. I think we have to get to Kirk Cousins quickly. Uh, We need to see that pass rush get in rotation and get those sacks. Uh, and, And the offense needs to bring the same energy they brought the last two weeks, especially to the run game. And uh, we're going to have another good week against the Vikings. Uh, I'm excited for this one, man. The minute that Jacksonville game ended and the Minnesota Green Bay game ended, I'm like, I, I-, I want this game to start now. Like, I don't, oh, yeah. I'm not trying to wait a week. Like, it's like when you're watching an episode on Netflix and you're like, damn, I want the next episode and you have to wait a week. That's where I'm at right now with this Niners-Vikings matchup. It just seems th- this is going to be a big matchup. If they lose, I don't think it's the end of the world. I think they still have a shot. But if you win you're putting yourselves in a really, really good spot in the wild card race. And it's a big opportunity. You know what I'm saying? A really big opportunity. Yeah. Win three in a row, gain momentum. We're getting healthier. It's I got to just set the tone, get in front early. I, I'm excited for this one, man. It should be a good one. And I, I got to point out one, one last thing. I've been dying to bring this up the last two weeks, and I always forget. John Lynch was in the press box in Jacksonville on, on Sunday. And you know, who, you know who he was with watching that game? Frank Gore, the inconvenient truth. And I got to shout this guy out. December 18th, faithful, book it. Frank Gore fighting against Darren Williams in a (laughs) boxing match. Book it. I got to hype this up every week. I am so, I've never cared so much for a, for a prelim in a boxing event ever so much. I, I, Gore was on an interview with some guys in the KMBR or something like that. And he was saying how Justin Smith's going to be there. Vernon Davis is going to be there. Harbaugh oh, yeah. is going to be there. And I'm like, this is sick, man. So I, I have been dying and I keep forgetting every week. Had to point that out. Frank, we support you, man. The faithful are behind you. Beat the crap out of Darren Williams. But I, I'm going to try and bring that. Remember to bring that up. Niners Vikings on Sunday. Buck and Aikman should be there, not in Green Bay. But anyways, whatever. Big market, small market type thing. That'll do it from this episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Enjoy the game on Sunday, faithful. And hopefully the Niners are on top of the Vikings heading into next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 49 Away Podcast. Keep it locked and stay tuned. We got a lot more Niners content coming your way. And don't forget to give the 49 Away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis.